This is the Key to Authority podcast, episode number 28. Welcome to the Key to Authority podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your host, Janish Pandya. Social media is a rapidly evolving arena, and every single platform comes with its own set of tricks. To grow your authority, you need to be active on the platform where your audience is hanging out and you need to dominate it. We have had a chat about LinkedIn in previous episodes with Joe Saunders and Linda Lee. So now, today it's time for Facebook. Facebook is the biggest of all the social media platforms out there when it comes to especially number of active users and the average time spent by each of them. It is great for businesses as it provides a great space for creating a conversation with your customers. In today's episode, we talk about the key to dominating the Facebook algorithm with Ming Johansson from Odd.Go. Ming is a crusader for changing the box to fit the big picture stuff of your business and she works out the best ways that the social media stuff achieves tangible outcomes. Odd Odd Go is about developing digital marketing solutions around what you have and help put in place the things you need, along with identifying the places you can be leveraging to better build brand advocates and increase profitability. But before we get into what Ming has to share, I'd like to thank today's sponsor, SiteGround. SiteGround is a WordPress and Joomla specialized hosting company. They add custom-made solutions to your hosting to make your website faster, safer, and better supported than anywhere else. I use SiteGround to manage my own websites as well as my own clients'. And it is mainly because of the 24-7 chat support and automated backup services. So, if you're fed up with the poor service of your current web host or looking to start a new website, then take SiteGround for a spin. Go to keytoauthority.com SiteGround to get started. Now, here's Ming Johansson. Hey, Ming. Welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Uh, we've caught up a few times, and Joe Saunders and Sharon Atwood uh, mentioned that I would get in touch with you. And uh, since you are the Facebook queen and everything and uh, everything <laughs> happening on Facebook, you seem to know about it all. So social media being one of the key things now in terms of marketing and trying to grow your authority. It's really important. So I thought it would be best to have a chat with you, especially considering the different changes Facebook comes throwing at people, especially business owners, managing the pages and things. So I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to have you on the show. Thanks, Jeanette. Nice to be here. <laughs> I've never been called Facebook queen before. <laughs> I've, I've been called a lot of things. That, not, that's not one of them. <laughs> New title for you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So in terms of Ming, uh, how did you get involved in the social media side of things and why do you do what you're currently doing? It was actually by accident. Uh, we actually started our business or I started my business uh, doing technology training and teaching people how to use uh, their iPads and iPhones and technology and anything with a button and a touch screen was basically what we used to do. And originally when we started our business, I actually chose three different avenues to advertise and market myself. Um, so one was through the yellow pages, which pretty much nobody uses except to prop up their computer monitors. <laughs> and um, also the mining expo, which was a very expensive and zero return event. And then there was Facebook. So we were marketing ourselves through Facebook. 
Um, and in that version, it was offered some training on the go, which has now morphed and evolved into Ot Go. Um, if you're wondering where the name came from, we went for vague because we're now in marketing. Um, and we actually got a group of, um, wedding celebrants who, um, Brad Whitelock, who's a, a wedding celebrant who at the time ran the Australian Wedding Celebrant Association, asked me to do a presentation for a group of 40 wedding celebrants who were all in their 50s and they all wanted to know how to reach their potential brides and grooms-to-be uh, through Facebook. And so that's actually how we got started. And it turns out those guys are really well connected. <laughs> um, but uh, like prior to starting my own business, I actually used to uh, be a business manager in Telstra. And like most people who work for Telstra, you rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> and... Why is it that you keep working in this field and what's that excites about, uh, excites you about it? Oh, I get really excited about why people, um, and I don't know if there's a language thing and I'm sure you can bleep it out if I, if I, if I actually go over the line, but I, I love, um, studying people's behaviors in terms of why they buy the shit that they buy. Um, you know, what's the psychology behind that? You know, why, why are people motivated to click on that button and not this one? Um, so I'm a person that likes a lot of variety in my life and Facebook definitely gives me that. So that's why that's why I stick at it because I'm fascinated with people and they have lots of variety. <laughs> yeah. And it's something I also like in terms of what makes people's brains tick. Uh, not in a creepy way, but like in that marketing sense. Oh no, I, I totally do it in a creepy way. <laughs> in fact, I've, in the last, literally in the last three days, I've probably said the word stalking in about thirty different contexts. <laughs> so yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, it's beautiful in terms of what people can do online, especially considering the demographics and things like that on Facebook. But there's also that aspect of the Facebook algorithm that we talk about and many people are kind of scared when things change on the backgrounds. And almost, I think, when we're talking, we had our coffee chat, you said that Facebook changes roughly once, some quite a few minor changes, at least once per day kind of thing. So, Ming, what is the key to dominating that Facebook algorithm? The interesting thing about this is that it has nothing to do with the algorithm. So I've been running my business for four years now, um, and every single time the Facebook al algorithm has changed, we have never changed our strategy. So all of our content, everything that we do on our Facebook page hasn't changed at all, not one iota. And isn't impacted by the algorithm. The reason for this is that our content is good. Now, it's not good all of the time. It's certainly not perfect. But the key, I guess, one of the major things is understanding your audience and not making assumptions. So lots of people focus on the algorithm instead of actually feeding their audience for what they want because one actually flows into the other. So um, I guess... What business owners need to get an understanding around is the purpose of the algorithm. The purpose of the algorithm is, first of all, not to hide your stuff so that Facebook forces you to make you pay for ads. 
that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. Um, I, I also see it because people are inherently good at scare sharing stuff like that. It's just not true. It's, you know, Facebook makes a lot of money. Um, and they make a lot of money from people doing good ads, not from people being forced to spend money. What the algorithm is trying to do is teach you to make better content. So in what well, would have been probably August, not last year, but the year before, one of the major changes was they were sort of identifying the pictures and like cat memes. So we've all seen them, the, the Happy Friday cat or the Thursday cat or the Wednesday cat. And they're not good content. They don't drive business. They don't get a return on invest investment. Um, all they do is maybe get a bit of reach, but ultimately it's not going to convert. The other side of it as well is, is you've got to remember why people are on Facebook in the first place. They're not on Facebook to buy your shit. <laughs> they're on Facebook to catch up with their friends and their family and their community. They're there to get advice from people that they work with. They're there to you know, share opinions and share thoughts and share their life. But obviously, you know, what, whatever that they're willing to share on the internet, you don't have to share your whole family and every single finite detail on the internet. That is your choice. Um, but that's why people are there. They're not there to buy your shit. So if you go a little bit deeper with that and go, all right, well, then why are they liking my Facebook, Facebook page, my business page? Um, well, it, it a number of things is usually for us, people want to get to know us better. Um, you know, they could friend me, but often they like our business page instead. And the business page is not just me. It's also all of the people within my business. So they're not now, they're not just getting to know me. They're actually getting to know the business and the relationship dynamics within our business. Um, they're getting to know what kind of values that we hold within our business. And those are the key aspects that are actually important on Facebook because everything on Facebook is about relationship building. Um, so your relationship with your fans and your brand advocates on your Facebook page is imperative to dominating the Facebook algorithm because that 100% of the time will win over more than any algorithm. So let me just repeat it. You told me that I can't trick. Facebook into getting more likes and more shares and using their algorithms. That is insane. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, right? It's just, it's, it drives me nuts. Like, look, there, there was a thing that would go around and people would say, Oh, that I, I figured out the way to, to beat the algorithm and it's to do, it's to do text status updates. If I just do text status updates, that will get a higher reach. Well, that's just dependent on your audience. It's got nothing to do with an algorithm. If your audience is engaged with it, and it might be that that text-based status update has a call to action. You're actually asking people to do something. So, of course, they're going to engage with it more. The algorithm, ultimately, at the end of it all, is geared around people. It wants to show people stuff that's interesting, stuff that's good quality content. So, if you have good quality content, you've got nothing to worry about. If, however, you don't have good quality content, first of all, let's admit that you don't have good quality content. And I think a lot of people find that really hard to grasp because they're so ego-driven, um, which in part was a, a flaw kind of created by Facebook by accident 
when people were like, oh, I need to get 10,000 likes and then people will respect me. But it's got nothing to do with how many likes you have. It's got to do with how many people you've actually converted into clients. Um, like I've had clients come up to me and say, who've come on board, like in the initial stages before they even came on board as clients, they were like, well, we've got 4,000 fans and you've only got 900 and not, I think it would have been 920 at the time. And I was like, you know, why should we use you? Because, you know, we've got more fans than you. And what I think I said something along the lines of, well, each one of my likes is worth about $480 in terms of money return on investment that I've gotten from the people that are my fans and now my clients. How much is yours? Oh, nothing. In fact, it's probably negative because we've spent money on getting all of those likes. That's probably a bit of an issue, isn't it? <laughs> yep. And I th- I think in terms of, I was reading somewhere where it was, I think Neil Patel from uh, Quicksprout where he did, he did like a case study or something where he was talking about the engagement where people have like 10,000 or 20,000 uh, fans and when they post a, uh, post something, there's like two or three likes out of the whole 10,000 yeah. fans and he has like 500 or 1,000 fans, but there's like 20, 20, 30 comments. So... Yeah. I guess it comes back to what you pointed out that the good content and that engaging content that you put across your pages and build that relationship. So what exactly is the good content and how does one go about creating it? Um, oh, how long's a piece of string? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you were going to answer something like that, but I had to yeah. ask. <laughs> um, look, it depends on your audience and it depends on your purpose of that social media platform. Facebook is not the be-all and end-all. It's not the only platform out there. Um, just because it's the largest or one of the largest doesn't mean that you have to be on it. If you're, if you're going to be on Facebook, go in with a plan, absolutely 100%. Um, so what we do on average, uh, we do anything from two to, two to six posts per day on our Facebook page. Um, and, you have to understand that Facebook is a lot noisier now than it was eight years ago. Eight years ago, people were just starting to get onto it. It wasn't really being utilized for business. Now everybody and their cousin literally are on Facebook. So you've got a lot of noise to cut through. Um, and having good content is one key aspect of that. Timing is another. Making sure you're actually posting content at the right times of the day when your audience is online. Um, as opposed to just putting content on when you happen to be on Facebook in your own time, it's not necessarily going to match. Um, like I know that a lot of my audience are awake at 6am in the morning. I'm not awake at 6am in the morning. I'm usually still in bed, freezing my butt off because I forgot to turn on my heater. <laughs> um, or I'm being, you know, woken up rather loudly by my kitten. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, like good content, uh, good quality visuals, pictures of you or your team is usually good. Um, creating your own content. We talk a lot about evergreen content. So evergreen content is content that's constantly reusable. You can, you know, use once, but you can recycle it again in six months time because in six months time, you're going to have a completely different audience and a completely different group of brand advocates and a completely different group of fans. You know, it's constantly growing and evolving and so will your content and so will your audience. And in terms of, you mentioned different types like images and things like that, also text. 
So is there like a good mix? Um, look, we, we test all of them. Video is definitely number one at the moment because, and video, what I mean by video is I mean video that's uploaded to Facebook directly. Like part of our business expansion plan, we've now got video, um, included as a part of our packages for clients because we know that it gets the reach, but having a plan and a structure around what that looks like is another thing entirely. Um, you know, with photos, you've got to make sure that you actually own the copyright on them. So using stock images like iStock or Shutterstock is really important. Don't, don't use Google images because often you'll get in trouble and you run the risk of losing your Facebook page because Facebook, like the rest of us, have to uphold the law. In terms of you mentioned about also like finding out when the audience is awake and things like that in terms of the demographics and things. So how does a business owner go about approaching that sort of things? Is there like anything at the back end of Facebook that tells them that? The reports are amazing on Facebook and they're free. So under in your, if you have a business page, which means you have a like page versus an account where you become friends with people, um, a like page has all of these wonderful, wondrous insights which um, tell you what time of the day people are awake, what time of the day they see your content, uh, whether or not they're male or female, what age bracket they sit in, what language they speak, what technology they're using. It's freaking awesome. It's a little <laughs> scary, but it's freaking awesome. Um, and, you know, it, it goes even deeper in the advertising tools. Uh, don't press the boost post and the boost like button. <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly, it's just, it's a, it's a very convenient button that Facebook puts there to get, to encourage you to give it a go. And I don't like that. Like I love Facebook advertising tools. I do not like the boost post and the boost page button, boost um, page like buttons because it encourages people to click on them without any kind of coherent marketing plan. Um, and it gets them engagement, but it doesn't get them business. Yep. Um, so then you get a lot of people who are dismissing Facebook advertising as a viable advertising format because they go, oh, well, that didn't work. It got a bunch of reach, but we didn't get any clients out of it. Um, <laughs> whereas if you actually do the targeted ads with the freaking incredible advertising tools in the back end, which are like just a normal ad manager or the power editor, which most people are like, what's the power editor? Um, <laughs> yeah, like you have the ability to, to have calls to action to get people to go to the website, to get people to sign up, to get people to download an app. And they're awesome. They're cool. That's quite an insightful because I even didn't know about the power editor. I knew about the ad manager and things. And I love the Facebook insights as well because. It gives you a, a really nice graph of things, mm. how they're working, and I love my analytics and I geek about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a total, like, I am terrible with numbers when it comes to money. That's why I have an accountant. But I am, I totally geek out about statistics. <laughs> so it's it's weird. It's, it's so, like you would think one goes with the other, but it doesn't. Like statistics about people and knowing how many people like this and how many people like Lego and how many people like unicorns. Man, I just go nuts over that stuff. <laughs> um, yep. And I guess that's crucial in terms of being in such a business where you have to analyze everything. And that's the things because I was reading somewhere. It's like if you don't measure something, you're never, ever going to grow it or something along those lines. 
That's every business coach on the face of the freaking planet says that. You've got to measure your results. If you have, like, you could throw shit on a wall and see what sticks, but that's only going to last so long. If you don't know what's working, how can you know whether or not to keep doing it or not? Yep. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> that was my very crude version of that. <laughs> I agree. Normally people are always trying to trick the algorithms or different things. Or be it oh, Google, just be it- stop, stop wasting your freaking time. Find, find people with a value map. Like I talk about this all the time. Um, I run marketing retreats and in the marketing retreats, we actually talk about understanding your own values so you can value match with the right clients instead of just trying to get everybody, which is by the way, a ridiculous outcome. There is enough work for everyone. There is enough clients for everyone. You know, I value competition. I think it's so awesome. I have competitors out there because they challenge me to be better. If I didn't have any competitors out there, I wouldn't be bothered even trying. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, there, there's amazing tools like Audience Insights, which most people don't even know about. And that sort of drills down, you know, what kinds of things people like. And, you know, so pe- women aged 18 to 24, what are they like? And men aged 18 to 24, what are they like? What's their activity on Facebook? How many posts do they like and engage with? And these reports are really intense, and they're freaking free. And I guess people don't t- take use of that. So, Ming, before we wrap up, what is an action that our listener can take in terms of, as we talked about, dominating the Facebook algorithm? Start asking questions of your audience. Find out about them. Learn more about who they actually are. Have a look at your insights. See whether or not you actually have the right audience on your Facebook page in the first place. Um, but definitely asking simple questions, like not deep, deep and meaningful. What do you think about the universe? Uh, more, <laughs> more, more like, you know, um, if you were to do this, would you do A or B? Giving people simple choices because we're all time poor. So we're not going to give you a long, arduous answer. Give me simple questions, which I can quickly answer on my phone and literally type in A or B or whatever and just learn more about your audience. In terms of I've really enjoyed the interview and finding out more about the inside side of things, obviously making it as a building relationship rather than trying to trick the thing. So, Ming, how can people, our audience, get in touch with you and where can they find out more about what your business is and how you do the training side of things and whatnot? Um, First of all, please don't call me. I'm really busy. Um, <laughs> um, you can text me. Text me is a, is an amazing way to get in contact with me. Um, only because I don't have a lot of time. And, and if I'm in a training session with a client or I'm doing mentoring, I actually don't answer my phone because it's their time. Um, email is probably the easiest way. So if you email info at ototgo.com.au um, or jump on our website, ototgo.com.au. Um, that's usually the best forms to contact me or text me 0403548916. Cool. I'll put down those details, especially the email and the website address, and then they can find more stuff about you. Really, really appreciate you coming along and spending some time and sharing some cool insights into the Facebook side of things. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for the opportunity to chat about it and have a little rant like I do. (laughs) That's always fun. So as you heard from me, it is all about creating and sharing engaging content and not worrying about some silly little trick when it comes to dominating the Facebook algorithm. Today's action for you is to start asking questions of your audience 
and find out more about them. Learn more about who they actually are. Have a look at your insights and see if you have the right audience in the first place. So make sure you go do that right now and have a look at the back end of your business Facebook page. To get all the details and links talked about in today's show, go to keytoauthority.com slash EP028 for the show notes. Till then, keep dominating the Facebook algorithm. Thank you so much for listening to the Key to Authority podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share at www.keytoauthority.com. We'll see you next time.